Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan coming at you again with an exciting Kicking Life podcast, episode number 176. Yeah, baby. Unbelievable. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, hey, as always, new listeners, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day to be with me today. I promise I'm going to give you everything I've got to help you live your best kicking life. Our return listeners are thousands and thousands and thousands upon thousands of return listeners. Thank you so very, very much. I am so very grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you, and I'm so very grateful that you continue to support the show and that you're a part of it, and you're part of the tribe, part of the tribe of life changers, right? Helping make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right. Well, this is part four, folks, part four of our four-part series on healthfulness and self-respect. The... Previous three episodes, well, actually, you know, we've got the quick hitter, and those new listeners here, what we got here, the show you're listening to right now is our long show, this airs on Monday mornings, and then our quick hitter, our weekend challenge, airs on Fridays, and this show right here is about 40 to 50 minutes long, the short quick hitter, it's uh, anywhere from 7 to 10 minutes long, and it's all about just kind of a quick hit for the weekend, the weekend challenge to help empower you to be your best and live your best kick in life. So anyway, the previous I guess three long shows, <laughs> we focused on healthfulness and self-respect. And last week, we had a special guest, one of my good personal friends, Professor Brandon Beliso, and he talked about emotional healthfulness. And emotions, you know, we all have emotions. You know, some days we're glad, some days we're sad, some days we feel great, some days we feel like crying, some days we're angry, feel like punching a hole through a wall or somebody. I get it, man, that's emotions. But it's all about controlling those emotions. And what Professor Beliso talked about Kind of his primary message was, do we choose to respond to things or just react right off the cuff? Now, the difference, if you react, it's probably not well thought out. And it's probably something you're going to regret a little later. If you respond, well, responding means you've taken at least a breath to think about and consider what your options are. Now, every day if you're on social media, there's an opportunity for you to react and send something out that you probably shouldn't. Every day in traffic, there's probably an opportunity for you to react and flip somebody off or honk at somebody or get all upset and frustrated, but there's also an opportunity to respond. He talks, he goes in great detail about it. He's a great uh, personal friend and just an amazing mentor. I'm not going to give you any more on that. I'm going to let you die in that tongue tied here. I never cut the show, by the way. This is raw, baby. It's all what it is because I believe that's the best way to be transparent, let you know, hey, I'm just a human being just like you. I've got my emotions. I do. I goof up. I do. But that's what this show is all about. Transparency. Transparency. There, I'm tongue-tied like heck today. Anyway, check out that show. It's great. This show, part four, we're focusing on the physical side. Now, part one, just to kind of go back, was the mental side. Part two was the spiritual side. Part three, which was last, last show, last week, was the uh, emotional side. And this side is the physical side, physical healthfulness, establishing good habits of exercise and eating, or we can think of fitness and nutrition. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, 
just like anything else, and those are listening to the show all the time, you get it. I mean, it's easy for me to say these things to you. It's easy for you to listen to these things. It's easy for you to say these things to somebody else, and it's also very easy for you to do these things. However, what's easy to do is what? Easy not to do. That's what makes it so doggone tough. And you've heard me say countless times before, we've all probably got a piece of exercise equipment in our room or in our house somewhere, and it's just as easy to walk by, take all the stuff that you've piled up on that piece of exercise equipment off, and get on there for five or ten minutes. That's easy to do. Then why is it so difficult? It's so difficult because it's even easier to just to walk on by and throw another piece of laundry on there, throw another shirt on that piece of exercise equipment. I get it. I get it. It happens to all of us. And it's, once again, it's easy to eat better. It's easy to pick an apple or some type of fruit as it is to grab a piece of chocolate. That chocolate, like, man, I earned this chocolate, gosh darn it. I need it. I deserve it. I deserve this beer right now. I get it, folks. I get it. Those are choices. What's easy to do is also easy not to do. So the whole point of this show today is for me to remind you and also to remind myself how easy these things are, but yet really dive in to the benefits you get from making those choices, making the right choices. You know, there's an old saying, discipline or regret. What do you mean discipline or regret? What are you talking about? Well, those are the two pains we suffer. We suffer the pain of discipline, which in truth weighs just mere ounces, or we suffer the pain of regret, which weighs tons. I've got one of my other mentors talks about, you know, discipline is, it doesn't mean you can't have a piece of cake every once in a while, but discipline is having one piece of cake, not a second piece or a third piece or a fourth piece in that same serving, right? <laughs> yeah, that's discipline. Those are those little things. And he often says, no one has ever, ever been happy the next day for eating that second piece of cake. You never regret saying no to that second piece of cake. Now, you hear me say this, you might be saying, yeah, but, and I get you. I really, really do. It's sort of like if you go out to your friends and you decide to have a beverage. You know, one, maybe even two, everywhere once in a while, that's not a bad thing. However, one, two, three, four, five, six, three, four, five, six days a week, whoo, you kind of see where that goes, right? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing on the other side with what you put in. You know, you get in a habit of eating fruit and vegetables, eating things that are good and healthy for you, get in a habit of doing it, before you know it, you're just doing it without thought. And that compounds. Once you start something good, you start eating a little bit better. Before you know it, you're feeling more inclined because you got more energy to go to the gym. And when you go to the gym and when you exercise, what happens? Well, you start feeling better about yourself because you're doing something for yourself. And now that you went to the gym and you've burned some calories and you've worked out, you're going to be less likely to want to drive through a drive-thru and get some junk food. Why? Because it's like, wait a minute, I just kicked my butt in the gym here. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I only I was on that bike for an hour, and man, I only burnt 500 calories. Holy cow. And this, <laughs> this drive-thru that I'm about to go through alone, the doggone fries are 1,000 calories. Man, I'm behind the ball here. It's crazy how your mind starts to think. Once you start doing stuff for yourself, once you start putting the right things in, it's, I mean, it's true. Think about this. Think about your car. 
Would your car perform very well if you just put water in the gas tank? No. Why? Because that's not what fuels it. It needs, you know, gasoline. It needs that in order to go for the engine and the combustion and all the other stuff that goes on. I'm, I don't know a whole lot about engines and cars. I know you got to put gasoline in, right? And you got to check the oil. Yeah, you got to take it in for oil changes and maintenance. Why? Because you want your car to run. Well, the same thing with you. Think about your car, too. It starts getting uh, hot and overheating. Is it going to run very well? No. If you don't change the oil, is it going to run very well? No. If you don't put the right kind of gasoline in, is it going to go? No. Well, same thing with you. But guess what? Your car is replaceable. It is. I mean, whatever you paid for your car, whether it be $5,000, $500, or $50,000, or $100,000, whatever. Whatever you paid for your car, even though it's a, it's a, you know, it's a part of your life, right? You got to have your car in order to get from A to B. You got to have your car to get to your job. You got to have your car to run your kids everywhere. But your car is replaceable. But guess who's not replaceable? Yeah, I don't even need to tell you, but I am. I'm going to say it loud, too. It's you. <laughs> yeah, it's you. You can't be replaced, man. But yet, this beautiful, wonderful body, this gift from God, we tend to abuse more than anything else on the planet. You would never treat your car this badly. But yet, we often treat ourselves as badly. We neglect ourselves. We don't get proper sleep. We don't get proper nutrition. We don't take care of ourselves. We don't rest. We don't shut down. And a lot of you are saying, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say, man, but you don't understand my life. I got all this going on, and I'm running kids everywhere, and la da 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 Hey, I get it. I, I know I do not understand your life, nor will I ever. We're all fighting our own battles here. But I do know from personal experience, I've created my own worst battles. I've been my own worst enemy for the longest time. And I got hung up on all those excuses. And my life just kept going out of control, spiraling out of control, almost like a dog chasing its tail. Get a picture of that. It, we've all seen it. A dog chasing its tail. What does it do? It runs around and 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 around. Going in circles, chasing its tail. And then what happens? Somehow, it catches its tail. It's like, yes, I did it. And what's it do? It drops its tail and says, you know what? Let's do that again. That was fun. And it does it again. Well, oftentimes, our life are spiraling just like that dog. And every once in a while, we catch a break and catch your tail. And then what do we do? I don't know what to do next. Well, you know what? I was comfortable doing this. Let's do it again. I know that sounds crazy. I know it's a crazy analogy, but I think we can all relate to that. Well, it's the same thing. Those are habits. We've gotten a habit of doing that. We've gotten a habit of making excuses. We've gotten a habit of eating prop or him properly or properly, <laughs> either one. I was kind of going down the, 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 the bad habits first, jumping on the good habits. We've gotten a habit of doing that. You know, for the longest, I love popcorn. I've got a huge industrial popcorn machine that makes movie theater-grade popcorn. Oh, my gosh. That is good. Well, I've got to do a better – well, I, 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 before I knew it, I got in the habit of uh, literally eating popcorn every single night. I would be my kind of unwind. I'd have some popcorn. And then that if I didn't feel like making the popcorn there, I'd always have some microwave popcorn right there. Now, I'm not saying you can't have your popcorn. I'm not saying you can't have your microwave popcorn. I'm not saying you can't have your bowl of ice cream. You can treat yourself. Just make sure you're not treating yourself every single day and every single night with something that's going to have no positive impact on you. It's not. When I say popcorn, man, when I go to the show, I, uh, that's my treat. I load that sucker with butter. It, it's extremely unhealthy. I'm not going to lie to you. But I don't do it every day. 
you can have your, uh, I don't know, people call them cheat days and everything else. I don't know. I just call it living life. But you got to be disciplined about it. Once again, one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Pain of discipline, it's tough at the time. It really is tough at the time. But the pain of the regret, man, that's far worse. Discipline weighs ounces. Regret weighs tons. So be careful what you put in. Be careful what you do. By all means, be careful. And we talked about it on the other shows, uh, the past four, and that's what this is all about, the four, uh, four-part series on healthfulness and self-respect. And it's all about respecting yourself to be health-conscious, to be healthful mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and then now physically is what we're talking about here. And the physical part, yes, it's the exercise. Develop those patterns, those habits of doing it. It's hard. I get it. I'm with you. But you feel so much better when you've done it. You feel so much better when you've done something for yourself. And a little bit of something is what, folks? A little bit of something is better than what? A whole lot of nothing. And guess what a little bit of something adds up to? A whole lot of something. <laughs> That's not tough. No. <laughs> Maybe you're looking for some, I don't know, $100 answer there, but that's it. A little bit of, a little bit adds up to a lot of bit, right? But a lot of bit of nothing adds up to nothing. There you go. I'm kind of making our own language here. But kind of get, I got a little off track there. But to get it back on track, now think about it. Our body works best when we eat the right foods, just like our car runs the best when we put the proper thing in the gas tank. Yeah. And we take care and change the oil. It runs its best. Well, our bodies, and I tell you what, our bodies are resilient, aren't they? I mean, they're a gift from God. I mean, when he put us together, baby, and we've all got our flaws. We've all got our ailments. We've all got our imperfections. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just part of being a human being. However, our body is, I mean, if you think about resilient, oftentimes we trash our body, but yet it rebounds. It comes right back. It comes right back. But for how long do you think that's going to happen? Sooner or later, your body's going to say, enough, I've had it, I'm done. And then you get sick, right? It's like one of those things. We never have time to be sick. Well, if we never have time to be sick, we better make time to be healthy. Or our body is going to make time for us to get healthy by kicking our butt and putting us in bed for a week being sick. Is that, is that crazy? But you know it's true. But yeah, we keep, and I'm guilty of this by all means, the old burning the candle at both ends. I have done that pretty much my whole life. And for a long stretch there, I not only had candles lit at both ends, figuratively speaking, that wasn't enough. I started lighting candles in between the, the ends. Why? I have no idea, to be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't know I was going down this. I maybe could have thought that out. But no, always going a million miles an hour. Always trying to squeeze in 26 hours with the work and 24 hours of the day. Yeah, you hear me out there. You know what I'm talking about. But guess what? You can only do that for so long before the body says, all right, man, I've tried to warn you. Guess what? I'm shutting down. We never have time to be sick. No, none of us do. But if we don't have time to be sick, then gosh darn it, we better make time to be healthy or our body's going to shut down. That's all there is to it. So the whole, <laughs> giving you the right hook of reality and kind of scaring you to death on this episode, right? But I'm speaking from experience, folks. I'm speaking from the heart. I'm speaking to let you know that there's a better way. There is a better way. Small little discipline. Be more selective with what you eat. When you go to the store, have a list. Don't just go there and wing it. 
You go there and wing it, you're going to end up with all, I mean, oh, here's another thing. Let me back up. Do not go to the store hungry. How do I know that? I say from experience, and we've all done it. We go there just to pick up a handful of things, but we're hungry, and then every, every, every wrong thing on the shelf is literally jumping into our shopping cart, isn't it? You darn right it is. Donuts are jumping in there. Cookies are jumping in there. Yeah, all the stuff that we know we shouldn't be eating are jumping in there. One bag of chips leads to two bag of chips and three bags of chips, and now there's soda jumping in there. Man, you went there for, I don't know, maybe some eggs or maybe some yogurt, maybe for something healthy. But now you're leaving there with $250 worth of groceries and, you know, 200 of it's garbage. Why? Well, the two things, you went there hungry, not good, and your body craves that sugar when it's hungry, right? Absolutely it does. And, you know, those processed sugars and everything else they put in that stuff, bleh, the reason it keeps so long, right? Yeah. And, of course, you go there without a list, and you go there with, with, with a list, yeah, you're still going to probably add some stuff you probably shouldn't, but you're going to be a little more disciplined. You're going to see what's on your list, and then you're going to grab that stuff. And then, of course, if you're not hungry when you go, you're definitely going to be a little more disciplined and not grab the stuff out of impulse. So there's one example. Make a list when you go to the store. Set that list and make it in advance. Kind of plan your meals out for the week. Hey, on Monday night, we're going to have this. On Tuesday night, we're going to have this. And, of course, by doing that, not only are you saving money at the grocery store, but you're also saving money by not going out to restaurants. You're not driving through fast food joints and getting garbage that you know, you know, with a first bite may taste good. But then after that, your body's like, oh, why did I do that? Then, of course, what do you say? Because I, I say it too. You know what? Tomorrow. I'm going to do a better job tomorrow. Oftentimes, we lie to ourselves. We're not impeccable with our word. Tomorrow just leads to the next tomorrow and the next tomorrow. And then, of course, tomorrow never comes. Why do we do that to ourselves? No, no. We do that because we don't have a plan. We do that because we're not taking just a little bit of time to discipline ourselves. You know, lay it out the night before. I'm going to get up at whatever time, six, seven, eight, five, whatever time that allows you enough time to get up and not have to rush from one thing to the next. Not have to leave the house in a panic fret, uh, uh, you know, like a fret. You're all over the place, right? Yeah, you're freaking out. That's not good. That's not good. Because when you do that, one, you probably didn't eat. Your body's already stressed, so you're on hypersensitive alert. Your stomach's upset because you didn't eat. Your head's upset because you got cortisol, that fight-or-flight stress chemical rushing through your body. It's not good. I've done that for years, folks. No way to live life. No, because who do you take it out on? Not only are you taking it out on yourself, but if you're not 100%, you're definitely not being the best parent, the best spouse, the best worker, the overall best person you could be because you can't give your best if you're not at your best. You can't be your best if you're not at your best. It's just impossible. You can't give what you don't have. If you don't have the health, the strength, the nutrition, the fitness, man, your body's not going to function properly. And you're not going to feel good about yourself. And if you don't feel good about yourself, you're not going to respect yourself. And if you don't respect yourself, there's no way you're going to respect anybody else. Wow. Bang. That lights you up. Yeah. So that's what this whole four-part series has been about, is healthfulness and self-respect. Healthfulness and self-respect. It's much, much easier than it sounds. It truly is. But we have to do the small, little, easy things. Because what happens? You probably got it now. I've said it, I think, at least twice in this show already. A little bit of something 
adds up, right, to a lot, a lot, a lot of something. But a whole lot of nothing adds up to what? Nothing. Yeah. There you go. So kind of continuing on with the choices. You know, there, there, there's always ah, there's always a choice, right, between the good or the bad, between the candy, between the ice cream, the popcorn, the junk food, and the fruits and the vegetables. There's always a choice. But here's the deal. If you don't have the good things in your house, there's no way to eat the good things. If you got all the bad things in there, that's easy. That's an easy go-to. And what are you going to do? You're going to go to it. You got to get those things out. You got to make that list when you go to the store. Another thing about eating, and this is, and I got my paper here, so I say it right. <laughs> Harihachibu. Yeah, I said it. Yes, it's a Japanese word, harihachibu, which means essentially eat until you're 80% full. In other words, don't eat until you are full. Eat until you're no longer hungry. Harihachibu is that Japanese word. Eat till you're 80% full. Now, what happens is oftentimes we're eating in front of the TV or we're eating in front of the computer or we're being distracted when we're eating. So we're eating without even realizing we're eating. We're being distracted by something else. And we've all done it before. Before you know it, you look down and it's like, oh my gosh. Now, if you put less on your plate and you eat to your plate's gone, <laughs> then you only had you know, a small quantity on there. However, you put a lot on there, and I'm not saying waste food, but I am saying get in the habit of trying to condition yourself. 80% full. And 80% is just when you no longer feel hungry. Don't eat until you're stuffed because it never makes you feel good. But if you're distracted by sitting in front of the TV or the computer, you're just going to keep eating because you are not focusing on what you're doing. And, of course, when you're not focusing on what you're eating, you're not really, you know, a savor in the flavor. You're not really enjoying what you're putting in your mouth. You're not really enjoying whatever you made. What, you know, if you put some time into cooking something, you're not really enjoying the gift that you've been given, that you worked on. Once again, easier said than done. You gosh darn right it's easier said than done. So is everything. And listeners all the time, you know how I feel about the easier said than done. I just get that out. Get that out. Don't get that out of your vocabulary. Because you could literally say that about anything and everything in life. Well, yeah, man, it's easier for you to say. It's easier said than done. It doesn't mean it's easy for me. I'm never saying it's easy for you. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for anybody. That's just an excuse. You can live by excuses or live your life by solutions. You know what excuses produce? More excuses. Yeah, because when you, once you get used to saying one excuse, it's much, much easier just to come up with another one. And another excuse for that excuse. An excuse for this excuse. Excuse, 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 excuse. Oh, you're better than that. As Rocky says, you're better than that. <laughs> Find solutions. Yes, it's tougher at first. But once again, you get in a habit. You condition yourself. If you condition yourself to make excuses, well, you're going to have all the excuses you ever needed and then some. However, you get in a habit of finding solutions. At first, it's going to be tough. But then it's going to progressively easier as you move along. You're going to find more solutions. And of course, solutions provide what? Well, obviously solutions, but solutions to helping you toward your path of betterness, toward your path of, of helpfulness and self-respect, right? You find ways to be better. It's not easy, but you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Yes, you can. So getting back to the, uh, uh, we talked about the 80% full, talked about kind of feeding your body. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the only body we got to live in. We can't trade it in. You know, back to the car. When our car gets old and our car starts to wear out, yeah, we can take it to the shop and get it fixed. Or we can take ourselves to the doctor and get us fixed, right? Yeah. But if the car eventually wears out, what do you do? Well, you replace it. 
Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's costly, but it's you can do it. Can you replace you? Absolutely not. I mean, they can do a lot with modern science and medical and all the things they're doing now, but they still can't replace you. And nor will they ever. God made you unique, man. You're one in 7.7 billion people on this planet, and there's not another soul like you. Not another. None. Zero. Zilch. Not even identical twins are identical. You're unique in your own way. God literally broke the mold when he was done with you. Boom. Move on. Next person. Gave you a gift. What are you doing with that gift? Are you utilizing that gift to the best of your abilities? Are you utilizing that gift to get the best and most out of life? Are you using that gift to believe in yourself, to be helpful, to have self-respect in order to serve others to the very, very best? I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just simply asking a question. And if you're offended or guilty by that question, my grandma used to say, Richie, a person that's offended by everything generally has something to be offended about. Woo! Bang! There's another right hook. Maybe I'll just share that comment right there with society on social media where everybody's offended by everything. Yeah, back to Grandma. Grandma, Richie, <laughs> a person that's offended by everything generally has something to be offended about. Grandma went on to say, now Grandma passed away several years ago. I have no idea how Grandma would handle today's society when everybody is literally offended by, by everything. It's, it's insane. We're, we're so fragile and so weak. Come on. Well, truth is, people listening to this show are not. That's why I want to continue because there's millions and millions and billions of us out there that agree are on the same page that we need to toughen up. But we also need to agree that when we look in the mirror, that's the person who's responsible for us. Yeah, nobody else. No, not at all. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say about Grandma there. It'll come to me hopefully on this show. But if not, we'll pick it up on a later show. But back to us and exercising. When it comes to exercising, you know, it's helpful to find something that you really enjoy so you can stick with it and make it a routine. And here's the deal. You've got to start off, with, especially if you haven't exercised in a while, you've got to start off small. Too many times, New Year's resolutions, you know, here it is, uh, December 31st, everybody's partying, everybody's making their resolutions. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. And of course, the more you say it, the more empowered you get, which is fantastic. But generally on New Year's Eve, you're probably indulging in some beverages. And of course, you're really going to town now, baby. I'm really going to do this. What happens? You wake up the next day with a hangover. You're like, oh, well, you know what? You know, tomorrow. Yeah, that's okay. It's all right. I got a whole year, man. One day's not going to hurt anything. Well, then two days roll by, and then three days roll by. And you say, I'm really doing it this week. I'm going to go to the gym. So you go to the gym and get yourself a membership. You did it. You took the first step. Yes. So what do you do? The next day, you go into the gym, and you kill yourself for two hours. You do more exercising and work in two hours than you've done in the previous six months. What happens? The next day, you are sore as can be. You're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But I paid for this membership, I'm going back. And you kill yourself and you go to the gym maybe three, four days in a row and you do that three, four, sometimes five days in a row. Too much, too soon. And what happens? You give up. So before February ever rolls around, you're already done. You've given up on your New Year's resolution. You've given up on your goal of fitness. You've given up on your goal on being a better person. It's not from lack of effort from lack of planning. You didn't get in the shape you're in overnight. You're not going to change overnight. I know, 
bang, another right hook of reality. You're probably saying, dude, man, are you trying to make me feel bad about myself? No, I'm just giving you a reality check. I'm trying to help you here. Things take time. It took time for you to get in the shape you're in right now. It took all those nights, hundreds and hundreds of nights of eating that popcorn <laughs> or eating that ice cream or eating those unhealthy snacks or going to the store when you're hungry and buying all the garbage. It took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days of that. Now, here's the good news. It will not take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days to undo that, but it is going to take a while. But it's going to take a heck of a lot more than just four days. And if you don't get in a routine, if you don't get in a habit, you don't get in a pattern of doing it by starting off small, then it's never going to last. It's never going to last. You're going to fall back into your old habits. Now, often people ask, ask me this all the time. Why is it so easy to not do the things that you know you need to do? And then why is it so hard to do the things you know you need to do? You know, truthfully, I don't know if I have an answer for that. And I say that because I fight the same battles. And I'm like, gosh darn, do I have to fight this battle again to crawl my butt out of bed and go to the gym? I know how good I'm going to feel when I'm done. I know the results I'm going to get from it. I know I'm going to be healthier. I know I'm going to feel better. I know I'm going to function better. I know I'm going to sleep better. I know uh, uh, my uh, immune system is going to be better. I know I'm going to be a better person. So why is it so difficult? I know all these things. Because unfortunately, it's easier just to lay there. Because that's the, that's the conditioning. I know. You get in one of two, like I said, one of two disciplines, or one of two uh, uh, behaviors. Behavior of discipline or the behavior of regret. I mean, it, it just is what it is. And another way to look at it, you always strengthen one or two muscles. You're strengthening your discipline muscles or you're strengthening your regret muscles, your give up and quit muscles, your excuse muscles. Whatever you work on, whatever you feed, whatever you do on a daily basis, all adds up. And you know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This isn't rocket science. I'm not going to throw a bunch of 10 20 30 $40, $50 words at you. I'm not going to talk above your head. I'm talking right at you, right to you. And I know there's millions out there listening like, man, it's so easy. Then why is it so tough? And then there's others out there probably turning it off saying, yeah, whatever, dude. I can't control that. What I can control is giving you all I've got from personal experience, reminding you of what you already know, but saying it, yeah, I'm giving you a little right hook reality. Yeah, I'm kind of getting in your face a little bit here. But guess what? What you're doing right now, if it's not working, you need a change. If it is working, you need the motivation and the kick in the tail to continue. It's not easy, folks. Life is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not. And what does Rocky say? It's a mean, nasty place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You mean nobody hits as hard as life. But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yeah. So if you know what you're worth, then get out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. You are. You're better than that. I say that. I've memorized that. I say that in all my speeches. I didn't know I was going to go into it today, but boom, there it was. Because I need to hear it too. Everything I'm saying to you folks is a reminder to myself. I say this because I want to plant the seeds in your mental garden. I want to plant the seeds in that most fertile garden you have. It's your mind's garden. 
And unfortunately, throughout the day, we have so much negativity just automatically, bang, 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 coming at us. Those weeds and negativity pop up anywhere and everywhere. Think about it. Weeds will pop up, I mean, in the middle of, of, of your driveway. Yeah, they do. It's like, how in the world? The, the best seed on the planet wouldn't grow in that. But a weed does. Well, same thing with your mental garden. Weeds go th- grow there as well. That's why we started this four-part series talking about the mental side. You've got to get the mental right. You've got to till up all that negative thoughts and emotions and actions and everything that's been planted in your mind's garden that is, is garbage. Get it out. And it's all about excuses. Excuses are the biggest negative weed we, we all have. When you see those babies coming up, identify them. Nip them at the bud. They're going to come back. They are. But keep fighting that battle. And the more you've conditioned yourself to fight that battle, the better off you're going to be. And like I said, that was part one was the mental side. Part two was the spiritual side. Spiritual talking about, look, you got to realize, you got to be humble enough to know that all you know is you know nothing. That's Socrates. I say that every single day as a reminder. I can learn something from everybody. And I got to check and drop my ego. Now, to me, ego stands for edging God out. Meaning, hey, God, thanks, for, thanks. you know. I appreciate everything you've done for me, but I don't need your help. I got this thing. No, that's not having a spiritual connection. Now, if you don't believe in God, that's fine. I'm not going to try and sway you or twist you. You have your beliefs. You have your reasons. I'm just saying that I do because I believe, even if you don't believe in God, just believe that there's a bigger, there's something bigger out there than you. You are a part of the universe. You are not the universe. There you go. Good. And then the emotional side, look, there's people that rub our, or push our buttons and rub us the wrong way every single day. We got to do our best not to get too emotionally involved in those things. Because, for example, somebody cuts us off in traffic, of course, our emotions take over. We flip them off. We honk the horn. We yell and scream at them. That should be over. That took 10 seconds. But what happens is we can't wait to get to work to tell everybody, oh, these drivers out here, everybody's freaking crazy. And gosh darn it, I nearly got killed. And that person was texting and almost ran over me. And I honked my horn at him. Gosh darn it. Then we go on Facebook and we type it up. How everybody's crazy and these kids texting and driving and uh, it's 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 a mess out there. Well, that's not good enough. People start chiming in. So now we spend the next two or three hours on Facebook on the comments of everybody's a terrible driver and the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And then what do we do? We get home. We can't wait to tell our spouse or our kids all about it. Or if we go someplace to a sporting event with our kids, then we tell everybody on the bench about it. On the bleachers, right? So something that took 10 seconds has now encompassed our entire day. That's the emotional side we're talking about. Woo! Is that good? All right. And fast forward where we are. We're at week four now. Unbelievable. Week four. Health, uh, healthfulness in uh, the physical healthfulness. Exercise and fitness. Yeah. Nutrition and eating. What are we doing? What are we putting in our body? Be aware of those little things. How much are we putting in our body? Once again, we wouldn't treat our car as bad as sometimes we treat our body. And we can replace our car. We can't replace us. And we all know. It's not like I'm telling you anything you don't already know. You know, it, it's always crazy when I see uh, these, these ads. New and improved weight loss formula. New and improved revolutionary. Nothing. It's what you put in and then what you do. So you put the right things in and you exercise. I mean, that's, that's a simple formula. It is. But we want it now, man. 
It took us years upon years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days to get to where we're at now, but we want it changed, boom, instantly. I get it. I get it. It's not always easy for me to get up and go to the gym. It's tough. I'm tempted by, uh, by sweets and stuff in the house. That's why, for the most part, I got them out. That's going to be tough. You're like, man, I spent money on this. Well, here's one or two things you can do. One or two things you got to, well, first of all, don't buy any more. I mean, that's pretty simple. I mean, hard, but just don't do it. But you got to make sure you go to the store. What, folks? Not when you're not hungry and when you have a list. And it doesn't mean you can't have sweets. Just be disciplined about it. But anyway, say you got a pantry full of garbage. One or two things. You can just throw it all away. Or you can sit down and eat it all up and make yourself sick to the point you never want to eat it again. One of two ways. But then, of course, you got to discipline yourself not to refill the pantry with that garbage, right? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't mean you can't have a cookie. Doesn't mean you can't have a piece of cake. Doesn't mean you can't have chocolate. Doesn't mean you can't have ice cream or popcorn. Just be disciplined about it. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And then on the other side, you got to go to bed earlier in order to get up earlier. That just makes sense. And I it oftentimes would feel like a hypocrite until I really started doing it, telling people to do this. I mean, I used to stay up till 2, 3, sometimes 4 in the morning. And then it, it was impossible, but I did it. Get up at 6.30 or 7.00. Go to work, do it all over again. That's what I meant about burning the candle on both ends and then lighting flames in the middle. I was doing no good for anybody. But yet I kept chugging along, baby. I was invincible. I'm invincible. I was an idiot. <laughs> I always tell you not to call yourself names, but that's the truth. I'm not saying I am anymore. I still do dumb things because that's just what, what I do and guys do and people do. I just admit them now. <laughs> but you can't do that. You can't continue on in that fashion. You can't keep running redlining your car because eventually it's going to blow up, right? That's what my mentors told me. You can't keep redlining your body, your mind. You can't keep doing it because sooner or later, once again, if you don't have time to be sick, then you better take time to stay healthy because your body, when you hit that red line, it's going to say, okay, man, I've warned you. Guess what? How about the flu? Yes, that'll settle you down for a few weeks. Or how about mono? Yeah. What the heck is mono? Well, unfortunately, my daughter Madeline got that, and she was down for over four weeks. Oh, four weeks. Poor thing. I feel sorry for her. But, you know, and, and I should, and she's 16 years old, so, we. I mean, it's control, but she is in, in a couple different plays, so she's at play practice all the time. She's very active at the academy. Of course, she's going to school. And she's, uh, she, uh, I mean, what else? She's taking mu- music lessons and then vocal lessons. So she's constantly going. And she's wonderful. She pushed it a little too far. And, yes, we kind of shut her down a little bit, but we probably should have shut her down a little bit more. You know, sometimes as parents, it's tough. You want to let them learn on their own, but yet, yeah, it's how much give and take. But we all learn. You know, as adults, we're all learning, right? It gets back to what I was talking about. If we don't take care of our body, our body's going to take care of us. One of two ways. So there we go. Is that enough for you? That, I mean, I have a several right hooks in this show, wasn't it? I mean, I kept hammering them. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I love doing these shows, folks. I really, truly do. And I love the fact that you take time to be with me. I stand up when I do my shows. The, the producers think, man, that guy is a nut. Because <laughs> I probably got chairs and stuff in here. But I stand because I get all jacked up and excited because I absolutely love doing this. I really do. And I'll be honest with you, today... I got up, and I was a little sluggish this morning. I worked uh, 
trying to finish up on my book. The book is The ABCs to Become Bullyproof. And I've kind of completely rewritten it from the two previous starts of the book. And I guess that's how it goes. This writing thing's tougher than I thought. But the daily discipline, do a little bit. And the last, uh, my gosh, I guess last night I wrote from what? Played with Emmett outside for a while. And I wrote from 6.30, 7 o'clock till 11.30. A little later than I should, but I was on a roll. But uh, anyway. That book, hopefully, we're we're getting close here. I keep saying that, I keep saying that, I keep saying that, and then every time I go through and reread it, I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? Got to write this one. My wife saw me, look, just get it done and get it to the editor, get that manuscript finalized, and then we can go from there, and all your extra material, just move over, and that could be another book. She's a genius. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so anyway, all right, folks, well, good stuff. As always, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your busy day to be with me. I promise I'm going to give you everything I've got. I promise I'm going to be as genuine, as transparent as I can be here. But I just want to share information with you to help you live your best kick in life. And for our new listeners, a kick in life is not, not just a good life. It's not just a great life. It's not just an awesome life. No, life's going to kick our butts. It is because that's just how it is. But kick in life is once life has kicked our butts, I'm here to empower and motivate and inspire you to kick your butt back up. Yeah, to get back up one more time, to fight one more round. Yeah, to help out somebody else. When you're feeling bad, the best thing to do is actually help somebody else because you instantly forget about your problems because you're helping somebody else with their problems. And guess what? Your problems seem minute. They seem to drift away. It's crazy how that happens. But if we get caught up in our own self-pity and excuses of me's and we's and a pity party, Oh, I haven't shared this in a while. You know the worst thing about a pity party? Do you know? No one brings gifts. What? Think about it. You have a party, man. You want people to bring gifts. You want people to bring excitement. At a pity party, all they do is bring more pity. There's no gifts there. So don't get caught up in a pity party because all you're going to get is more pity. You don't want that. So anyway. All right. Well, good stuff. As always, you can find us. uh, We're at lineupmedia.fm is the host station where the producers do all the magic behind the scenes. The podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from, or go to Kickin' Life, K-I-C-K-I-N-L-I-F-E, podcast.com. Check that baby out. Online, we've got, uh, what do we have here? Kickin' Life with Master Grogan on Facebook. We've also got Live Your Best Kickin' Life, and we've got a page for the parents. It's, uh, uh, what is it? Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Grogan. And, of course, my name is Rich Grogan. You can follow me. Uh, I've got I've only got a few spots left for personal friends, but go to the pages there. You know, the Kickin' Life with Master Grogan page on Facebook. And then on Instagram, that channel is growing and growing thanks to you folks. It's Kickin' Life, K-I-C-K-I-N-L-I-F-E. Check that baby out. I don't do a whole lot with Twitter. Um, that's just something I don't mess around with too much. But our, our YouTube channel, I need, I've got probably 50 videos that I filmed, video blogs, that I have not uploaded yet, so I need to get my button gear on that. But we've got over 300 videos on um, uh, YouTube there, and that's Kicking Life Master Grogan on YouTube. And there's where you can find us. As always, we love those five-star reviews. Give us a little five-star review. That way you let others know exactly what we're talking about to help us continue to build that tribe. And what is the tribe I'm talking about? The tribe of life changers, baby. The tribe of square pegs, round holes. We're standing out in the crowd. We're doing what we can to empower, inspire, and motivate others to believe in themselves, to be their very, very best. And, of course, the goal, man, we work together. We're making. We're not trying. We're not helping. We are making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. 
And wouldn't that be better if society was a happier, healthier, and safer place? you darn right it would. It's up to one, then two, then three, then all of us collectively working together. All right? Well, that's all I got for you, folks. I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. Share your gift with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.